You're listening to the Inbound Logistics Podcast with today's guest, Kevin Ledversus, Director of Sales for Newcastle Systems. Warehouse labor is demanding work, and because of that, warehouses are constantly dealing with the issues of low employee retention and high turnover rates. Without adequately staffed distribution centers, supply chain efficiency suffers. Kevin Ledversus of Newcastle Systems joins us to talk about potential solutions from managers on the floor to mobile-powered workstations that just might help reduce turnover in your warehouse. Joining me today is Kevin Ledversus, Director of Sales for Newcastle Systems. Kevin, thank you so much for taking some time to speak with us at Inbound Logistics. Thanks for having me today. Now, it's great to have you. Kevin, uh, we'd like to introduce you to our audience. So if you could, could you give us a little bit about your background in the industry and what you're doing today with Newcastle? Yeah. So uh, I've been in the uh, AIDC space or barcoding industry since uh, 1991. So pretty much uh, when you think about barcode technology used in factories, warehouses, hospitals, retail, um, kind of lived it for, for many years. And found myself uh, coming to Newcastle about five years ago, maybe to help them uh, grow their business. And so we're integrated in the fact that now I just kind of work on the mobility side of things. So as director sales here, uh, I work alongside the team that's in the field and our marketing departments to try to you know, position ourselves as the leaders in this space. Great. And today we're going to be talking about warehouses and uh, particularly an issue that is prevalent today turnover and uh, improving employee retention. So give me an idea of what factors are contributing to that high turnover rate that's going on in warehouses today. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a major factor. I mean, uh, some industry feedback says there's about somewhere between 600,000 and a million jobs right now that are unfilled. So turnover is a huge problem because, I mean, they simply cannot get labor. Factors mainly, you know, it's, it's very hard work. I mean, it's not the type of work that most people want to do. It's very low pay. Um, not really inspiring in a lot of cases. It's redundant. And, you know, with the unemployment rate being as low as it is, it's really easy to find a job. That's better. So, you know, I'll go to warehouses in different parts of the country, and you see signs everywhere. And what's kind of interesting is you'll see buildings they're putting up because, you know, e-commerce is growth right now. Um, they're pre-building million-square-foot warehouses all over the country. And I find it ironic that they have a massive sign-off front that says, now hiring. You know, they're pre-building buildings without even having employees. I don't know where they're going to get these people from going forward, but it's a huge problem that they need to solve really fast. So if you put a number on it, how does that high turnover rate negatively impact the productivity of warehouses? And what kind of costs are we talking to the companies? Costs is in millions and millions of dollars. Here's an example. I was at a major drugstore facility, thousands of people working. They had on one day 400 people didn't show up for work. Ooh. So think about the impact it has. I mean, you have tons and tons of goods that can't get picked to be shipped. You know, when you can't ship product, that's how you start losing customers fast. And, you know, in the world of e-commerce today, let's just say, it's very easy to find a replacement vendor. So the pressure for these guys to be, you know, think about Amazon. You get two-day shipping. That's, that sets the bar really high. So if you're a warehouse and you can't get people to compete with that, and let's face it, not everybody can afford automation. That's kind of another way they can try to, get around the people problem. If they don't have the money to do that, you have to get more out of your people. And so we, will, we always say that, take, take care of your people, don't take care of you. 
Yeah, whose responsibility is that for reducing that turnover rate in warehouses? Are we talking the HR guys, the managers, executives? Great question. <laughs> Funny, you know, the, unfortunately, there's a lot of finger pointing because uh, I'm the people, for instance, that run massive buildings and they're in the operations side. And to them, it's not the problem. It's like HR getting people, especially at peak time. Like right now, we're in peak season where some of these people hire up to a thousand people seasonally. They need them just to get through the Christmas rush. And so HR has a huge standpoint in this, but I think it's the operations people and they have a more of a stake in maintaining and keeping and retaining people. They have to start doing a couple of things. They need to start paying people better. They need to start treating them with more respect. All right. Speaking about that, paying people better, that's always an easy suggestion, right? Uh, pay people more, but is there a way to reduce that turnover rate without directly increasing wages? Absolutely. I mean, I can tell you the difference between a well-run distribution center. And I. It's funny, when we poll people, it really is not always about money. They do need to have a livable wage. In fact, I think Amazon just raised their, their wage up to $15 an hour. So they're the largest employer in the U.S. now. Maybe that'll set the trend. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of things you can do. One is just engaging people. I find that the supervisors who know their staff and actually care about their staff those people will come to work just for that reason. You know, if you have a boss you like and you believe in their vision and they, you feel like you're part of that team, that alone can keep somebody there. The other things, you know, I see, it's, you know, obviously they like time off. Um, shift, shift preference is very important. Most people like first shift, but, you know, if they can't get uh, first shift, they, they like flexible hours. A lot of companies are being creative, by the way. That's a competitive advantage today. If you can keep your people and the guy next door can't, you will be in a much better position to, to compete in the market. So weird hours, flexible hours, college kids are a great staff choice. Um, maybe they can work 10 to 2. Great. Perfect. Uh, maybe you have retired people come in from 4 to 6. There's a lot of creative things being done right now because it's a massive problem. They've got to fix it. What about having managers actually on the floor? Are there benefits to having them there? Yeah. Uh, look, the reality is, you know, engaged workers produce about 30 to 40% more. That's that's a fact. That's on the factory floor and that's in a warehouse. And if you're sitting in your cubicle or your office all day and you don't know your team and you don't know the problems that they're facing, you can't help them solve problems. You can't help them make their job better. And as a result, you know, you lose that connection with people. And then once they feel disengaged, again, you know, very, very low, um, low pay, you know, you're not engaged and it's really easy to find another job. You're not giving them a reason to stay. But they feel like they're connected to the company and uh, they're part of a team, they're more apt to stay where, where they are. And then that's how you retain people. Do you have to have special equipment for managers to be on the floor? Um, you know what? It depends on the tools they need. In our world, you know, people are typically using data from WMS that they need to manage the business. I mean, you have to know where trucks are, where they're going, where the orders are. And so typically they need a computer of some kind. And what we do is we just we add power to that equipment and then so they can actually become mobile so they might have a department that's at one end of the building they can choose to go down there and work a couple hours in the morning best practices they have a daily huddle every day so you bring your team around you in a circle you tell them what's going to happen today what the goals are they feel connected you ask them for feedback you know what's working what's not how can i help you and that's a great manager that just should be common practice and then maybe you take your car to another position in the building because you have a different problem to solve but it's all about that mobility factor, and that's how we help people become more engaged. Uh, could you elaborate more on that mobile power and maybe how it helps reduce that wasted motion aspect of things? Yeah. So the typical 
application that people use our products for in a warehouse, for instance. One is receiving goods. So it's, it's trucks pull in. Let's say you have a 1 million square foot building. You have 100 outdoors. They have to process the loads that they come in. And in most cases, not I'd say probably 90% of the buildings, they are walking to a fixed station just because that's what they know. So when you create a fixed station that's not obviously right on top of the work you're doing, you have to walk back and forth. And so we feel like it's in some places it could be as much as 50% of the process. And so when you're walking four hours a day, you're not doing any work. We call that non-value-added work. Um, your metrics really get skewed because, let's just face it, if I tell you to walk, to, you know, if I'm paying you for eight hours, but you're only working four hours, you're just you're basically doing half of what you should be doing. And we see this all the time. So those fixed stations, when they become mobile, people start to do their work at the point of activity, and they become much more productive and, and obviously much less fatigued as well. You take four, five, ten miles out of someone's day on, on concrete floors, they feel a lot better about themselves. Yeah, I think there was a figure that uh, the average Amazon worker walks about 10, 15 miles a day. Is that right? That's that's right, especially in the picking standpoint. So that's why it's a hard job. Again, you got to give people a reason to stay. Well, how does uh, mobile power then specifically fit into the supply chain? Yeah, I mean, typically, you know, you take a typ- typical distribution center. There are three applications, and, it's, you know, most of the matter, and they've been doing this a long time, and, the reality is, you know, products get received, they get put away, they get picked, they get packed, and they get shipped. And it doesn't matter what you're doing or what you're selling. That's kind of the process. So what Mobile Paul really helps is on the inbound side, labeling product as it comes in at the point of activity. And then in the picking standpoint, it's all about batch picking. So one of the biggest, because of e-commerce, people are buying single-line items each. So if you buy something from Amazon, you typically you don't buy a pallet of goods. You don't buy a case of goods, you buy one item. Somebody has to go and get that one item thousands of times a day. And so with mobile power, it allows you to batch pick. So instead of picking just your order, you're picking my order and your friend's order, and you're picking 10 orders or 20 or 50 orders at a time. And that's where the you know the benefit comes from. And then on the shipping side, mobile power is really good about accuracy. So when you're shipping paperwork and you need a packing slip and a box and you need a label, when you do it at the point of activity, you can marry those two pieces of paper together, and then the customer gets the correct goods with the right paperwork. And one of the biggest things that the C-level people in e-commerce look at is that perfect order. Because, again, if you don't like the experience you have with a company, it's really easy to find somebody else You know, with today's fast-paced society. So it's critical to send out the right item at the right time the right paperwork to keep that buying experience, you know, positive. What kind of efficiency and speed are, are we talking about uh, with these mobile powered solutions uh, in terms of uh, comparison to the way it was before? You know, it's, it, it all depends on the company, but, you know, we've had, on the high end, we've had people literally reduce their footsteps by, like I said, 50%. So out of an eight-hour day, you take away that four hours of walking, now they're getting tremendous productivity. The math is almost like one-to-one. Right? So if you take half the walking out, you double productivity. Many people can almost expect 20% or more, almost guaranteed. You know, really, if you can save 20 minutes an hour, that's a lot of time in a person's day, especially when you have multiple people using our product. You know, so some facilities, you have 10 people. Just think about that. It's 200 minutes an hour from your team that you can now be much more productive. 
And this is all brought about because of e-commerce. Obviously, that's here to stay. But what kind of pressure is that putting on warehouse labor just in general? Well, I mean, you know, you think Amazon is now the largest employer in the United States. So just the, just the pool that they require is massive. But e-commerce as a whole is growing to be a $4 trillion industry by 2020 globally. You know, so they're building million-square-foot warehouses, as I said, all over the country in pockets, Los Angeles, Texas, uh, Georgia, Indiana, the Midwest, you know, up in the New Jersey, Pennsylvania area, really where the hubs of people are. And it creates stress because if you're a warehouse manager, you know it's so easy to lose your people to the person next door. So, again, they, they try to solve these, these problems with automation if they have the money. The biggest companies do. But a lot of people simply don't have that budget. They have about a quarter of a million dollars a year to spend total. Um, and you're not doing an automation project for less than seven figures. So a lot of pressure being brought by e-commerce, and plus the people can go to retail, they can go to manufacturing, they can go to a lot of other places, they can go to the service industry. So it's, it's a massive problem, and uh, they got to get on top of it because there's no end in sight that I see um, for this warehousing distribution space to slow down. And have you seen that uh, mobile-powered solution uh, having a tangible uh, effect on that increased volume since the e-commerce explosion? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, we get the stories all the time back that, you know, we're able to do twice as much with the same lot of people. <clears throat> so if you've got great employees and you're engaging them and you're paying them, sort of the magic the magic number is about $2 more per hour, uh, and you keep them and they just become twice as productive, it's a win-win for everybody. You know, they're less fatigued, they're more productive, so the warehouse manager's happy to hit their metrics, Customers are happy they get their stuff on time, and the actual work is happy because they're less fatigued. And what I found that's really interesting over time is that I deal a lot with the actual user of a product, and that's that person making somewhere between, let's say, $10 to $15 an hour. What was really interesting to me is that they don't want their time wasted. They want to do a great job for their companies. So it's sort of disrespectful in many cases to force them to walk two, three, four hours a day because they want to be productive. And uh, I just found that to be really interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. In summary, give me three takeaways, three key takeaways that warehouse managers and executives can implement today to help reduce that turnover on the floor. Well, first and foremost, get on that floor every single day. Know your people. Know that, know about their families. Know about know them personally. And once you get to know somebody at a personal level and you care. Um, and you get that engagement, what you're going to find is a couple things. One, they're going to be happier and they're going to stay. But two, and probably more importantly, they're going to give you great ideas to help your business, which makes you shine as a manager. Um, you know, and the other thing is you've got to start looking at what makes people tick today. It's a different society. Um, work hours are going to have to change. You can't just say eight to five. People have different lifestyles. Maybe somebody wants to work, you know, off shifts or something. And, uh, you know, and, and, you know, achievement and recognition goes a long way. It's, it's, it's low cost. And I see a lot of distribution centers where they just make, you know, maybe employee of the month. They get a better parking spot. Um, they get free lunch for the team. Little things like that go a long way. And, of course, you know, with our workstations, it's all about reducing fatigue and, and really making people more efficient, which is what they want to do. They want to do a great job for their companies. Great information, uh, actionable information for our uh, shippers out there. Uh, where can my audience go to find out more information about Newcastle Systems? You can go to Newcastle 
Sys, S-Y-S.com, and uh, you can see case studies, you can see products, video, all kinds of stuff. And uh, reach out to us if you have any questions. We're here to help. Great. That link will be in the show notes. Kevin Ledversus, thank you so much for sharing some information with us. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Take care. Inbound Logistics Magazine is the information leader in supply chain and logistics management. Start your free print and digital subscription today by visiting bit.ly slash get il. That's bit.ly slash get underscore il and stay ahead of the 3PL game. Inbound Logistics Podcast is a production of Inbound Logistics Magazine. For the most in-depth information around logistics, transportation, and supply chain practices, get your free print and digital subscription at inboundlogistics.com slash subscribe. Connect with us via LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube for the most current developments in the industry. If you'd like to leave us some feedback or have a topic you'd like to see covered in a future episode, call our dialogue line at 888-878-3247 or leave us an email at podcast at inboundlogistics.com. I'm your host, Jeff Vita. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time here on the Inbound Logistics Podcast.